courage, my friend. You do not go alone. We will be with you and sing your spirit home. And I'm so grateful to see those of you who have your cameras on, online here with us. We can see you in the sanctuary. And those of you who don't have your cameras on, if you want to turn them on now, is a great time, and we'll get to see you too. So this song was sung during the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa in the 1980s, as protesters were being taken to jail. It was a difficult time for activists who were thrown into jail for made-up charges or simply because of the color of their skin. In prison, they were subjected to regular indignities, torture, and abuse, often for many years. And as you may know, Nelson Mandela was imprisoned for 27 years. Prisoners were known to sing the song to each other across jail cells, to lend each other courage. It was a way to learn people's names and to lift each other up and remind them they were part of something larger, even as they faced long prison sentences. So I wanted us to sing this song today, not only to remember all those people who suffered at the hands of the apartheid regime, but also to bear witness to the change that did come. And to remind us to sing this song when we need courage during long, hard times. And remember, we do not go alone. We have to keep singing to gain courage for life, just like the African-American minister, Reverend Charles Tindley, did when he wrote that glorious song, The Storm is Passing Over, which the choir sang earlier. Singing together through good times and bad is a wonderful way of building collective spiritual courage. Singing to bring comfort, resilience, and courage to life's challenging times. In a recent chalice circle, I was deeply impacted by the sharing. Many of you expressed a sense of despair and fear about where our world is heading right now. Even those of you who are usually optimistic bemoaned our climate emergency, our decaying democracy, our many divisions, and a sense of hopelessness about the future for generations to come. Some of you are losing faith that this planetary ship is going to right itself, that we will course correct as a country and world. You're understandably concerned about the reality of division and discord, of violence and fear, of pandemic and disarray, and you're worried that life's going to continue on this difficult trajectory going forward and that it's increasingly difficult to find glimmers of hope. With this lack of control over the future of our lives, we might ask ourselves what the point of it all is. We might feel negative and pessimistic and like it's hardly worth getting out of bed some days. But take courage, my friends. You do not go alone. We will be with you and sing your spirit home.
these times require tremendous courage to keep going. They ask us to find hope and purpose in the midst of despair. And though there have been many difficult periods throughout histories, people have brought about change. They've made it beyond repressive regimes. They've generated progress towards freedom and a better world for all. So we must keep the faith that we can bring about a better tomorrow. So many of you work relentlessly on creating that better tomorrow. You're advocates for racial and cultural justice, for immigrant rights and better treatment of people of color. And some of you are passionate and determined about voting rights, right there in the back with boxes of cards. You're passionate about equality and getting out the vote. And others are advocates for reproductive justice and LGBTQ plus rights. And many of you work day in and day out on restoring our climate and saving our planet, all in the face of naysayers, aggression, apathy, and those who would stop this work. And of course, it also takes courage living our day-to-day -day lives, dealing with the pandemic, living with chronic illness and pain, taking care of sick family members, raising transgender children, sending your kids to school these days is an act of courage, going to work in hospitals or as first responders, just making ends meet and getting up despite anxiety and depression and so many more of your day-to-day -day realities that require courage. Just look at all the courage in this room and online. So many of you fighting great battles. There's courage in standing up for what you believe, my friends. There's courage in making sacrifice for your values. There's courage in continuing the fight when the world can seem doomed. And there's courage in a lot of what you do and never giving up. Never giving up. We have to keep the faith, my friends, despite the setbacks. And keep showing courage even when the going gets tough. We have to remember that no matter how hopeless things may seem and we may feel, we do not go alone. Just look around you here. I remember a recent hike that I went on and my friend told me it was a short six to eight mile hike up and down a local mountain. I forgot that she wasn't a very good map reader. <laughs> so eight miles in, we reached the top of the mountain and realized she'd actually miscalculated the length of this hike and we were actually only halfway. And we were tired and our knees, our middle-aged knees hurt and our water was running low and we were hungry and we felt a little helpless with the situation because it sort of seemed impossible to keep going for another eight miles. Yet we knew we had to, because if we gave up midway, we wouldn't make it home. So we sang, and we walked, and we told stories to one another, and we held hands when we felt weak, and we rested all the while holding our final goal in mind. 
And actually, the miles ended up flying by. And we made it home. Sometimes it may feel like we're in the midst of an endless hike, right? With our water running low, feeling hungry, and many more miles to go. But we cannot give up. We must keep going. We must continue to hold our vision in mind. And meanwhile, we have each other to walk with. And we will sing each other's spirits home. And I gain courage from our Unitarian Universalist faith, which is rich with stories of heretics, activists, and courageous people who did not give up no matter what. And many of you know our history of courageous questioners, boundary pushers, and activists from our past. But these stories, I think, bear repeating again and again to remind us how far we have come and how many have labored and sacrificed for freedom and love. During the early church, around 200 years after Jesus' life, the theologian Origen promoted universalist thinking by insisting that Jesus' teachings promised salvation for all mankind. But the early church and ruling elites who were ratifying their message at the time said only a few elect would make it to heaven. And their dogma excluded many. But Origen's insistence that God was universally loving, led him to be excommunicated for his heretical assertions. But he did not give up. And soon on his heels came the theologian Arius. Now Arius insisted, contrary to the Council of Nicaea in 325, which established Catholic doctrine, he insisted that God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit were one were one God and not three different entities. But Arius was exiled for his anti-Trinitarian or Unitarian heresy. And his books were burned and anyone who read or promoted them was executed. But he did not give up. 1,500 years later, during the Reformation, another Unitarian forefather, Michael Servetus, was burned at the stake with his books tied to his body by John Calvin in Geneva in 1553. And his anti-Trinitarian ideas were too radical for both the Catholic Inquisition and the Protestant Reformation, but he did not give up. He escaped prison and kept preaching his message, despite it being so dangerous. And not long after, in the 1500s, Francis David, court minister to our first and only Unitarian king, Sigismund, led a universalistic Unitarian movement in Transylvania. All people were welcome in Transylvania during that dangerous time to practice the faith tradition that spoke to their hearts. Unfortunately, King Sigismund did not reign long, and following his passing, David, too, was condemned to death for his liberal beliefs. But he did not give up. One thing is certain in our history. There were numerous occasions when our forefathers were willing to stand up for what they believed in the face of Christianity's developing dogma. 
And they showed tremendous courage despite being branded heretics and suffering, even dying for their convictions. But they did not give up. In the early 1700s, the doctor and priest George de Beneville, which is what our camp is named after, preached a message of universal salvation in France, in Holland, in Germany, and England. But he was imprisoned in France and condemned to death. But he escaped to Philadelphia in 1741. He did not give up. And in fact, he is claimed to be the founder of the Universalist movement in the U.S. And soon after, Joseph Priestley, the discoverer of oxygen and Unitarian minister in the UK, survived both his house and his laboratory being burned down for his beliefs. So he too ended up emigrating to the US in 1794 and founded the first Unitarian Church of Philadelphia, where he preached to Thomas Jefferson, among others. Our Unitarian and Universalist founders did not give up. Now, for many centuries, theological courage was the driving force for change in developing our Unitarian and Universalist faith. And in the mid-1800s, the Transcendentalists pushed the contemporary understanding of Unitarian Christianity to expand beyond the Bible as the Word of God and to question both the divinity and miracles of Jesus. They began to transform the understanding of divinity and suggested that God could be found in nature or in the arts or in human relations. And this took tremendous courage. They pushed our faith tradition to become more focused on ethics and being good people rather than on creeds. Deeds, not creeds, became their rallying cry. And this led Unitarians and Universalists to be at the forefront of justice movements in the 19th and 20th centuries. Despite being branded heretics, they did not give up. Abolitionist and Unitarian minister Theodore Parker admitted to harboring enslaved people in his congregation and said they'd have to be taken away over his dead body. In fact, he had a gun at his pulpit to protect him. He did not give up. And meanwhile, the first universalist woman minister and suffragist, Olympia Brown, fought the patriarchal establishment to get ordained at a time when that was not happening for women. And despite being told no again and again, she persevered and eventually was ordained in 1863. And she was an inspiration to Unitarian Susan B. Anthony, who struggled for abolition and women's rights, as well as Clara Barton, the organizer of the American Red Cross. They did not give up at a time when it took hundreds of years for women to get the vote. And other justice movements that Unitarians and Universalists have fought to include, include the reform of prisons, public education for all, work with the mentally ill, healthcare, climate work, and so much more. All with the vision of creating a more just, equitable, loving world for all. 
as we heard in our story for all ages earlier. Many Unitarians showed up to support civil rights in the 1960s, including some of you right here with us, and march for racial justice with the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Viola Liuzzo, Reverend James Reeb, and others were courageous advocates for equal rights for all. They did not give up, even when it cost them their lives. Now, in the late 20th century, we became the first faith to ordain transgender ministers. And we've been ordaining gay clergy since the 1970s. And in the early 2000s, we did not give up in our fight for marriage equality. But how does this legacy of courage, heresy, sacrifice, and activism live in us now? The great astronomer Carl Sagan said, we make our planet significant by the courage of our questions and the depth of our answers. And I think one of the great qualities of our faith is that revelation is not sealed. And not only does this mean we're constantly in a state of transformation and development, but it calls us to keep asking questions and seeking the latest truth and meaning, not staying in the truth of a bygone era. It calls us to find our own path with reason and current science as our guide, to search deep within for inner wisdom and be transformed by the wonder and miracle of our existence. We're not going to tell you what to believe or insist that we have easy, clear answers. I'm sorry about that. But we will tell you not to give up. Now, this lack of certainty can be challenging and requires us to continually reevaluate truth and the right way to live. It takes courage, my friends, because society abhors change and prefers to cling to what is known. And it takes courage because most people prefer simple, convenient answers. But we're not satisfied with the status quo as you use, are we? No. We're constantly changing to take in new realities and the needs of the times. We're doing currently courageous work, which includes re-envisioning our seven UU principles to include an eighth principle. And that eighth principle affirms journeying towards spiritual wholeness by working to build a diverse, multicultural, beloved community by our actions that accountably dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our institutions. And that takes courage, my friends. And at the same time, the UUA is re-envisioning all of our principles to be more reflective of the needs of this current time. And there are important conversations going on 
about these proposals, which you all can be a part of if you wish. Just reach out to me, I'll send you the link, or go on the UUA's website and look up the ideas that they're coming up with. And meanwhile, many of us continue to work on racial and climate justice, on LGBTQIA and reproductive rights, as well as economic justice. We will not give up this courageous and vital work. Are you with me? And of course, not all of us are activists or heretics or trendsetters. Many of us are just ordinary human beings <laughs> who may not have the courage to create and lead movements. I don't actually consider myself very courageous, but I know that I've become a more courageous human being by being a UU. I'm inspired by so many of you who are willing to truly step up and out for your beliefs. So I'm curious, how does Unitarian Universalism inspire courage in you? How have you found yourself doing things you might not have done had you not been part of this faith community? Have you found yourself speaking up at family gatherings when you've heard something that doesn't honor the inherent worth and dignity of all? Or have you spoken up or marched or whispered softly to another to live out your values of love in action? So I want to just take a moment to turn to a neighbor to share how you might have found more courage in your life being a UU. And if you're online, I welcome you to write your thoughts in the chat. We're just going to take a couple of minutes to reflect and share with someone near you. And if, if you're inspired by what you heard or someone new you met who you didn't know, I invite you to continue that conversation during coffee hour. It's an important conversation. Ooh, looks like there's somebody who wrote. Candy wrote, I think I participate more in life. Thank you for sharing, Candy. Hi there. So my friends, remember that contributing in a positive way to our planet makes a difference also to our mental health. When we step into our courage, we feel we're a part of something larger, something worthwhile. And to fortify our minds and spirits, I'm going to remind us how important meditation, prayer, creativity, and reflection might be in this endeavor, or tai chi, yoga, or movement of some kind which can help us strengthen our minds and our bodies or being out in nature, which reminds us of the magnificence of this creation on our purpose for going on, and it gives us fortitude to continue. And in fact, spiritual practices of any kind can strengthen our hearts and spirits and help us keep going. My friends, standing up for what we believe takes courage. Acting on our values takes courage. 
figuring out what we believe without someone giving us the answers takes courage. Being open to growth, change, and transformation takes courage. Questioning and pushing the status quo takes courage. Being fully you takes courage. It takes courage to be you, you. It takes courage to be you. And we might not see a way through at times, but at least there are hands to hold, people to sing with, history to inspire us, and positive actions we can take to fortify us. Now say it with me. We will not give up. Let's say it one more time. We will not give up. Courage, my friends, you do not go alone. We will be with you and sing your spirit home. May it be so.